0: Welcome to Slayer Fest 98. I'm your host, Ian Carlos Crawford.
1: And I'm your other host, Matthew Rodriguez.
0: And today we are joined by returning guests.
1: I'm your host,
2: Ian. <laughs> no, I'm your host, Jason. And I'm returning. Oh my God. And I'm
3: your other returning guest, Philip.
0: Yay! <laughs>
3: Yay! <laughs> Hold on, wait. My favorite holiday tradition. Yes! <laughs>
0: And everyone uh, shush oh uh-huh. <laughs> beer
2: like beer beer good beer bad 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 beer
0: today we are here to discuss the season four episode beer bad and we're all drunk now that i'm,
1: now that I'm drunk hearing xander talk about being bad i'm kind of turned on by it <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh oh i this is might be the, the only episode where i really wanted xander
1: wait oh can i say okay wait can we speak on this for a minute i know we're just starting but can we see this i actually was looking at xander's episode and i was like this might be the best that xander
3: has ever looked he's so hot in it and also like like a snack he He was like a light buffy's like imaginary cigarette you see a little glimpse of nicholas brendan's tattoo on his arm and i'm into it guys i mean
0: i didn't even realize that
2: I think this goes to show, because we're all drinking right now, that bartenders are very attractive. Yes,
3: I think. Yes. They're the gatekeepers of <laughs> alcohol, of course they are. Jason, who mar- <laughs> <laughs>
0: who ended up marrying the, his bartender crush. That's very true. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that, I was thinking that. I was like, I kind of wish, that's in my notes, and we're getting ahead of ourselves already, um, but that is in my notes that I wish that he was a bartender for, like, a couple of episodes, because I think it works for him.
1: Yeah, and I think I mean, I've never had a crush on a bartender, but I had a crush on a guy who worked at a pie shop because he he gave me pie. And and it's the same concept, you know, like if you want if you like something like alcohol or pie, then you just like the person who serves it to you.
3: I I have fallen in love with every single barista who has ever made me an americano. <gasps>
1: You you drink americanos? Oh,
0: I mean my most in successful. Br-
1: in what what do they call americanos in Britain? Like trader anos?
3: <laughs> Just americanos. <laughs> Bloody colonial canos.
0: My colonial. longest and most successful relationship was with a barista. Barista, blah. was with a barista um, that Jason and I worked with. So yeah, and he's done, maybe going to be a guest on the show sometime. <laughs> um, so today we're talking about beer bad, and we're going to do a drinking game because we're already drunk, and this episode is kind of nonsense. And I love both these boys that we're having as our guests. Jason is my best friend in the whole world. And Philip is the best in the whole world. And um, Jason is our only straight male guest we've had on the podcast so far. And he's returning.
1: That's a lie. He no, is. it's not a lie.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's not a lie. No, it's not.
0: <laughs> I, should I feel
1: honored here? Because yeah. I feel real good about it right
2: I now. I mean,
0: you're used to being not guy. On the only straight guy. That's very true. As,
1: you're on the podcast as straight twice. Yeah. But I will say, before we started recording, he did have a not lot of compliments for Philip's beard. Mm, just yeah. <laughs> it's only from one picture, too. <laughs>
3: oh, you just uh, saw my Instagram, honey.
2: Wait until he DMs you the rest of I'm going to do that during this whole episode, actually. Just be peeked in your Instagram.
0: Um, right. <laughs> so, wait, so, wait. So, we're going to do a drinking game. Every time Jason says cheers, anytime Matthew shades me, and anytime someone says Buffy, we all drink. I think I'm going to need to get my i I just want to drink all, all the time. This. Okay, but I have a shot waiting here, so should I do this shot now or should I wait till I say buff. Cheers! Cheers! <laughs> Just look
1: for best life. Um Did you nope. Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> Ian, aren't you drinking fireball like someone who doesn't love themselves? Yeah.
0: I don't love myself. <laughs> okay. fireball.
1: What? What is fireball? What fireball? Fireball is a is a kind of whiskey that we have in America that tastes like cinnamon and regret.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh
3: yes, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: To
1: me, it tastes like hangover.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, I was actually Fireball
2: just... bad. <laughs> fireball very bad.
0: Fireball <laughs> that, that.
1: very
3: bad.
0: Oh my god. Bad bad
3: Fireball. I, yeah
0: yeah. I was actually just thinking that because I was like, "Fuck, we're recording this," so it's now five p.m. my time. Also, I want. Listeners to know, we spent an hour dicking around before we got to recording, which I love. Which I think is the longest Matthew and I have ever done that with guests while recording on Skype. Right, Matthew?
1: Well, you know, if there's two people I want to dick around with, it's Jason and (laughs) Philip. What did I say? (laughs) Same, same. Jason and Philip.
0: I used to tell. Say that again. (laughs) Fuck off, Jason. I used to always tell Jason he was a waste of a wonderful butt because he's a straight man. <sighs> straight guys with butts,
1: yeah. It's like, what's the deal with that, right? Like, right, like
0: Seinfeld voice.
1: <laughs> when I'm drunk, when I'm drunk, I just talk like a '90s observational comic. <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: But no, honestly, this is the this is the, the the queer inverse of when you know straight basic women look at us and go, "Oh, what a waste."
0: Oh yeah, I I am whatever yeah. the inverse. There's no actual term for that, I don't think. But whatever the opposite of like. Like the like hag term, like I'm that I bring the straight guys to the gay bar. Mm-hmm,
3: I don't mm-hmm. know what you would. I mean, do.
0: Thank you for it. <laughs> Listen, they've all met very successful relationships at the gay bar.
2: Uh that's very true. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> all right, back to the episode.
2: Back lately. to the
0: episode. Sorry. Yeah.
1: So we start off with a dream sequence.
0: I do really love the dream sequence.
1: Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. It's fun, it's harmless fun, and I also realized how much I, le- like, um, it reminds, it's a really almost classic Buffy opening because it's also, like, she's hearing a lesson in class that pertains to, like, what she, exactly. what the rest of the episode is about. Yeah. And Professor I Walsh. I think it's the fir- Go ahead.
0: I'm already drunk over talking to you. Um, Professor Walsh is literally just narrating what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What uh, I liked bit, about yeah. the dream
3: bit was that it very much felt like, I mean, it, it, it's a rare moment in Buffy where that we see into their kind of, you know, fantasy lives. I think the only other time really we see it is in Teacher's Pet, where it's a very similar sort of dream sequence. Yes. Um, and it was, it's, yeah. And, and I think just to kick off an episode that is such a sort of, you know, daft diversion from the main style of the show to have like an outright comedy episode and have it be so inconsequential. I think to have it start with a daydream in class. It, it just it really works it and it and it's really fun. And and it's uh, well, I think it's Robbie's fun, but
1: also I think it's very it's actually more poignant than the episode allows it to be, if that makes sense. Because yeah. <laughs> they are talking about the id ego and superego and we're gonna see Buffy become pure id when she's a cave woman or a cave person. And <laughs> Ego, and However, then, like... She
3: chooses to identify.
1: Correct. And then, like, but when we interact with people that we like or people that we're mad with or whatever, like, I think what they're actually trying to get at is that, like, Buffy wants to do harm to Parker or wants to, like, give her... Give him a piece of her mind, and that would be... Like, that would be her id. Like, that's what she wants. But she has these things, like, her own ego and superego interacting and telling her not to do that. Um, So I think that it's it's actually kind of being poignant, but it's, like... Poignance that's almost like too too poignant for such a silly episode.
2: I think I don't I don't I actually think like in the beginning she doesn't want to harm Parker. Yeah. Like like I think the dream She'll shows that, that 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 she actually just wants to be a part and I know in a in a scene in a few minutes um she even says like she 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 doesn't want harm yet. It hasn't got to that point yet. In the episode it does well, you know but what in the I'm beginning say, she wants I- she wants him to be like, oh, I'm
1: so sorry. Like, here's flowers and ice cream. <laughs> well, I think that's illustrative of our, of the episode. Because I think that she thinks she wants to reconcile with Parker. But when she's pure id, she hits Parker over the head. And I think that's what she really wants. I I, I
2: agree with that. But I think it's, it's you work through different emotions during some sort of breakup or some sort of bad
1: Oh I agree. I've had five different no. emotions about
3: this conversation since we started it <laughs> 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 I, uh, so watching this i um I think it's one of those things where watching it like I mean I'm, I'm a thirty year old adult and watching it when I was like a teenager, I didn't i had not I had yet to you know the phenomenon of ghosting was a twinkle in in you know culture's eye watching it now having been on the receiving end of many many Parker Abrams's. It's like, oh, God, I get it where you're like, oh, maybe he will like text me and and, and say, oh, I'm so, you know, I'm sorry. Or maybe, oh, maybe I'll run into him. And and it will be like this sort of fantasy sequence where I'm like incredibly cool. And he's just like, oh, my God, I was wrong about you. Like, please give me another chance. And it's sort of, yeah, it is. It's a very real human thing. Um, You're right, Matthew, sort of tacked onto a, a sillier outing. Yes. Well, you know, and and what you said. Oh wait, actually, I forgot I
1: was gonna say because so I'm drunk. <laughs> 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 oh wait, 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 I remember. Hey, I was in hey the guys, steak. guys,
2: cheers! Yeah,
1: yay! Ah. There is there is an article going around on Facebook, Whoops. and I forget what outlet it was from, but it was about ghosting and our generation's obsession oh, yeah. with ghosting. and How ghosting is actually like emotional abuse, and this I agree episode with that. Kind, of, kind of talks to that, like how hurt Buffy is by him not speaking to her and we've we've all been there right this is a Mm -hmm. good time to bring up the fact that I think that ghosting is badly named because if there's one thing about ghosts it's that they actually stick around and they don't leave (laughs) 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 that's the whole point of ghosts and I don't like the term ghosting (laughs)
0: Um, it's, it's derogatory towards ghosts.
1: Derogatory <laughs> <laughs> towards ghost Americans. How dare you?
0: <laughs> oh my God, wait. Oh my Should God. I tell my ghost story? No. No, no like, talk about this. <laughs> Keep it. Keep it, Ian. Um...
3: Ian, DM me your ghost story because I want to hear it. Okay, I will. No, Fill Ian, up. It's if crazy. You it, if you can tell
1: in under 45 seconds, you can tell it.
0: Uh... No, he can't.
2: He can't. He's he's too good of a storyteller. He can't. We're Jason, skipping it. No, I. Cheers, everyone.
0: Jason's being too fair. but <laughs> okay, fine, I'll drink.
2: <laughs> okay,
0: Ian, what's your ghost story? Tell it. No. Yeah, but you you and Jason already know it.
2: <laughs> yeah, honestly, it? honestly, like you and Jason, Jason you little... tell
0: it from a second party. Yes, Jason, a you one... tell it. No, I'm terrible,
3: guys. Up guys up I'm terrible at tell telling stories. Jason, stories? the length of a tweet.
1: Jason if no one starts out, to tell it in five seconds, we have to move on. Because we could have been halfway through it by now. <laughs>
0: okay, so um, on Thanksgiving, I went upstairs to find my nephew because I heard him walking upstairs. Oh, you told me this story. <laughs> and Yeah, I told you I told you this story. And I'm a helicopter parent, so I get more nervous than everyone else in my family does. Because my nephew is very, like, does his own shit can talk to himself, and normally when he's playing by himself, he's talking, and, like, talking to himself, playing, whatever, and I was like, I don't hear him, but I hear his footsteps, so I went upstairs just to find him at Thanksgiving dinner, and he was in the room where my grandmother died, this is, like, less funny now, but I'm telling it on the podcast when we're drunk, um, but he was in the room where my grandma died, my brother told me he did leave the door open, he had his hand, left hand, on the bed, and was staring at the blank wall where the headboard was attached to, and I am, like, immediately, like, Baby, what are you doing? What's up? What's going on? Hey, how are you? What's What are you doing? And he's not acknowledging me at all, and normally he's so chatty, and he's not saying a word. He walks up to the wall, puts both hands against the wall. I touch his shoulders, turn him around, and he looks glassy-eyed and blank, turns back to the wall, puts both his hands on the wall. I freak the fuck out, and I'm terrified, because I don't even go in that room where my grandma died, because that's scary, whatever. And... I go to the doorway, and I start calling him like he's a puppy, where I'm like, sweetheart, come here, come here, what are you doing, what are you doing, what are you doing? And he, without any, like, actually, like, responding to what I'm doing, jolts around, looks at me, and has the saddest look on his face, and starts crying, and runs into my chest, and just, like, grasps onto me, as if he's, like, terrified i scoop him up i run downstairs run to the kitchen table where everyone's at and i'm like oh my god and everyone's like what's wrong and i'm like i don't know and i tell them what happened he won't talk he didn't talk for 10 minutes my sister-in-law asks him what's wrong and he says she goes what did you see what upset you and he said great grandma so my mother who's a superstitious puerto rican who believes in everything is like well it was mommy of course my dad, who is a grumpy atheist who believes in science but is, like, kind of conservative, is like, oh, he went in the room and he realized great-grandma wasn't there. But she passed away months ago, and he has been here so many times since then that I think he saw a ghost and it was really fucking scary. So that's my ghost story. Great. Okay, now we're done. Look, I told it pretty fast.
1: Children are I'm terrifying. proud of you for telling the story quickly. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Thanks. But, right, isn't that scary? Philip, I know this is the first time you've heard it, but everyone else has heard it already.
3: Well, okay, so my parents are spiritualist mediums, and what they would say is, um, it wouldn't have been your grandmother, because he wouldn't have been scared, he would have felt comforted. So it was something else.
0: But so, the way my Ooh. mom thought was, because my mom thought that too. Because my mom, like I said, superstitious Puerto Rican, I don't know if the women, the Puerto Ricans in your family, Matthew, are like this too, but in my, the Puerto Ricans believe in everything, my dad's family, they only... My dad comes from, like, a very religious family, but he's an atheist. And the religious, they believe in everything that's, like, Bible. But my mom and Grandma Panchi, who died in that room, are very, like, oh, Santeria is Catholicism. And I'm like, no, it's not, guys. But, so my mom was very, like, well, he just got scared because he didn't know what he was seeing. And then literally that night, my mom made me sit in the room with her, hold her hand, and made us talk to my grandma. And I was like, I feel like a fucking crazy person telling the, like, Talking to nothing in a room, but also I was scared. So like I don't know. But I believe that maybe he saw her and he was scared because he didn't understand. I definitely cried because I was just scared. I don't know. So
1: so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cheers, so. Jason. Say cheers. 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 Yeah, I, I think we all need a drink after that.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah.
2: I could talk about this stuff forever, so that's why we have to get... To, that's why I'm being silent. We have to get back to
1: the So, episode. after the dream sequence, <laughs> there's there's the the credits, and then and Xander, we get the scene where they're talking about Xander's new job. I actually really like and, that scene. Well, you
0: know what it I really so realized funny. about
1: this episode is that there are a lot... This episode is really funny, yeah. and there's a lot of funny lines, and there's the line where Buffy says, stop flicking at me, when Xander's flicking his letter. Yep. yep. yep.
0: And oh, even when but,
1: when Willow's we talk about the, the worst. The it ha- this sequence has the worst line in Buffy history and the worst dubbed line, which uh, is that nothing can defeat uh, the penis yes. line.
0: Uh, uh, oh, oh my god! Oh, it, it sounds dubbed. so bad. Like it doesn't sound like it sounds like someone is saying that somewhere else. Like wait
2: wait wait guys, I'm gonna do it for you guys. Are you guys
1: ready?
0: Yeah.
2: Nothing can defeat
0: the penis. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Oh my
3: god, that's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> there really uh, exactly might as well be. It sounds
1: way out of. God,
0: but I
3: do love but Buffy. In a way, it, it does work because it's like, oh, this is a guy. This is like a, an 18-year-old, 19-year-old young man. And all his friends are girls. And so it makes sense that he would say something really male. And they're just going to look at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I
1: just feel like penises are easily defeated. Like, I feel like we've all defeated a lot of penises. And Probably all the it takes penises is a little like, bit of yeah. a... Te- yeah, just rub it and it's defeated. Like it's good. I, I think
2: I don't I think it's more of a like the way you think. It's not it's not like the physical penis. It's like the way you think. Like are you thinking Oh, you're talking like, about the phallus.
1: You're talking yeah. about the
2: penis oh, yes. versus the phallus. Like, like I think that's that's where because you're talking about Parker at that point and Oh yeah. Oh and my and God. I think it even gets into it where where it's more of how he thinks and he doesn't think with his brain. He thinks with his penis uh, his little brain his little brain
1: his his, his little guy his
2: little jason guy.
0: that's very insightful especially from a straight man
1: oh my well, god straight people straight <laughs> people have had it in sight throughout history Ian. Some
2: <laughs> in sight. <laughs> 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 um
0: so i also really like um in my notes i put this um god i'm almost falling out of my chair i'm so drunk I really like Buffy correcting him. For me, that's all very, like, fun Buffy. When he's, like, oh, mon crap, frere. Bro- yes. And it she's just, is- oh, like, yeah. that means brother. And she doesn't even look at him, and he's, like, well... And well like, I
1: technically, mon frere does not mean brother. It means my brother. But go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Are you, are no, you
0: correcting she says me friend. via Buffy? Like, what? <laughs> I'm correcting uh, That's Buffy. a drink right there. That is. I'm, that that's not me. Cheers. I'm not
1: correcting you. I'm correcting Buffy.
0: There's has nothing cheers. to do with you,
1: Ian. Jason said cheers. That's
2: two drinks, guys.
1: I've been drinking the whole time,
2: honestly. I just finished my
0: like,
2: glass. I'm actually scared here. I'm gonna run out of whiskey before we finish this. I know, Philip, like, I'm, I'm with you in the same boat right now.
1: Like, Philip, I'm worried about your liver, but also England has, like, national healthcare and we don't, so you'll be fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For now. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Philip. Um... I love everyone in this podcast right now. Um so she oh, so she sees Riley. And, oh
2: wait, 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 hold on.
0: Uh Jason has a thing to say. Let me tell you how
2: one, I'm 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 happy this wasn't a Riley Riley geared episode, but like oh my god. Well we
0: still I know just, nothing about him. I almost
2: turned off the episode when I saw him. Even in the background, Jason hates Riley Walsh's so class. much.
0: It's irrational.
3: Yeah. Because he's like, and he, oh, it's like, you you forget that until there's the, the big twisty reveal in a few episodes time about the initiative, he is just this goofy guy who's the TA, and everything he says sounds like it was written for a character in their 50s. Mm-hmm. So, oh, well, my father always said, if you want to be a gentleman, and I'm from a farm. I think
0: that he was a nice guy, capital, not capital NG. Until then, the like twist happens. Then he is capital N G nice guy. But I think like in these episodes, he's written just to be like the nice guy that like you kind of want. And I and that's
3: why she she ignores him because she wants Parker's D.
0: Yes, because we who wants the like boring nice guy. But no, no. But this is this is the problem with Riley
2: though. Is that they write him in to be like, oh, okay, we want we want her to talk to Riley, and then when she actually does, he is a terrible. I, oh, I hate
1: him. I hate so, him. wait. So, I got Jason. Wait, Jason, I have a question. Yep. Would you have, would you, do you, do you think Parker is a handsome man?
3: Oh my God. All, All my right. So, call, do is? we,
1: do we want to talk about it now? But there's a
2: scene where I, I feel that I was manipulated by Parker.
3: <laughs> well, like, crazy. raise your hand
1: if you have been personally manipulated by Parker. <laughs> I'm raising my hand <laughs> because I was. I'm raising
3: my term. hand. Those eyebrows say, if alone.
0: Sunnydale, how dare if me. I
1: went to see Sunnydale in the year 2000, Parker, I would have been someone who Parker fooled into sleeping with.
0: Oh, absolutely. Me too. He would, I he would agree. Have, me too. Kid, being
3: me, straight, even
1: me too,
0: by the way. <laughs> I would be
3: the aggressor in that situation. He would just walk into his room and I would be there surrounded by rose petals, being like.
0: Oh, my. <laughs> oh my he, God.
3: There's we'll I, we'll,
1: we'll get so to that ready. scene because I feel like that scene we we gotta we gotta go later on because that's wait awesome. I have things to say, okay, yes. but they are about advancing us in the episode. When when we go to the bar and Xander, well, first of all, I, I do love the overwhelmed moment where Xander doesn't like can't get everyone their drinks. And having
3: bars yeah. myself, that yes. was very real. Yes, right. yeah, I was going to yeah. say that that was very real for for uh, again.
2: But this all right. This is one thing I want to bring up. When you watch the episode, now, I know, like, I never watched it live. So when you watch the episode, you probably have not been to a bar before, maybe, possibly. Right. But, like, me being to a bar before, like, it made it very real. Yes. But, like, I feel like that that didn't capture at the time because, like, you know, your people were, were the people who didn't go to a bar. So So I feel like... Maybe Ian watching
1: it, you wouldn't realize that is that how a bar is all the time. So, the sorry, the guy, so when after that moment there's the guy that they're talking to who's being such a dick to Xander and is talking about geopolitical ramifications oh, yeah. oh. Oh. and shit. But wait, it actually did make me think about something is like, the show had a lot of affection for high school students. Even when it made fun of them, it was very much like on their side. This show really hates college students. Yeah. And like, yeah, I get it really high, does. But, but like, it how never many really times shows...
3: did that I want to say socioeconomic? <laughs> right. But it like, never, like,
1: it shows a lot of affection for high school students. And then, like, when it goes to college, it kind of just, like, always, I feel like the show shows college students as really terrible people. Yeah. <laughs>
3: But I think there's a there's a I mean, obviously, high school is that universal experience, whereas you, when it, you, you can play with more stereotypes and more sort of, well, just more types, I guess, with college, because you have that kind of, you know, sort of immediately that that person who becomes immediately woke in their first semester or well, like I think uh, well, I've done one I've done like three weeks of psychology one on one. So I pretty much know how the world works, you know. Right. Well,
1: I totally agree with you. I, you know, I, when I was in college, I interned at this playwriting, uh, this like playwriting place that was a place for like, just like playwrights to work through their work or whatever. And we had to read a lot of plays. And I remember I was talking, sitting around talking about something once and like, Someone said something that was actually super poignant, and they were talking about, like, everyone loves high school stories, but it's really hard to set a good story in college. And I think that, like, that's a really interesting way to look through Buffy season four, because it is really hard to tell a really good story in college because it's so different for everyone as opposed to, like, the high school experience, which is, like, almost universal. The college experience feels very hard to capture. Is and I think that it's that's, like...
3: Is this why all campus novels are utterly terrible?
1: Well, it, uh, yeah,
3: it's, it it's was really hard to make it a good college and rich, story. and has that kind of you know similar background.
1: It's why Pretty Little Liars spent six years in high school.
3: <laughs> oh my god! I tried to watch that this year, and then I had to stop because the. I'm sorry. This is a pedophile. He's not a romantic hero. Hey, guys. um, Cheers.
1: Ah! Ah! But then, and I don't, I want to tell all my listeners, all the listeners, all our listeners, whatever, I'm not victim-blaming. I'm just saying, like, why does Buffy accept the invitation to drink with four men alone? Oh,
3: no, so I put that in my notes. The way Mm. that one by one they line up to, like, lure her to have a beer with them is predatory AF.
1: It's yeah, really, predatory. I agree, I agree It's
3: super, and when it's obviously, you have a policy Against you leaving, but then at the same time I've been Buffy Where, like, there's like a row of guys Who, like, want you to have drinks with them And at the end of the day, a free beer is a free beer So, mm,
1: you know If a row of guys offer me a free beer I'd offer a row of
3: guys a free something <laughs> But <laughs> <laughs> But then I right, also so like that She retains her kind of autonomy Because she's like, oh god, you guys really do love To hear yourselves talk, don't you? Yeah, well, she, she does, does poke
1: does. a little bit of fun of, at them. And they are in a public place, you know. But it's just, like, it's definitely a stranger danger moment. And there's not, I mean, the show is not always stranger danger. The show is more, obviously, like, life-threatening demon danger. But, like, this is one of those stranger danger moments where I'm, like, like I don't, I, like I said, I don't want to victim blame. Like, women should be able to do anything. But also, I think the underlying thing is that men are trash. And so well, watching yeah. this, I'm kind that of, like. the underlying throughout the whole thing itself. Yes. Like his, right. And so the whole thing, I'm just like, wow, like, why is Buffy accepting this invite from, like, these four guys to drink with them?
3: Like, they're, they're trash. Well,
0: this do you episode, ever think, that? Like,
3: like... 17 would be so different because we have the whole kind of... In the media, what's portrayed as, like, an epidemic of campus assaults. So this episode if it were written and produced now, would would be so different, I think. Or it would make that subtext text.
2: But do you ever think, that, though, like, she knows her strength, so, like, stranger danger really doesn't matter? Because she could, like... That's
3: true.
2: N- knock all of those guys out in a second. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so that's that's one thing I was thinking. I'm like, does she, like, think, like, is she going on, like, well, there's four guys here, if they get creepy... I could easily I could take them on I'm the fucking Slayer. Yeah, Yeah, that yeah, is true. Exactly. Cause she could easily
0: like punch all of them out at the same time.
2: I, I was honestly thinking that cause I was like, who would actually, because that is creepy. Like, who but if you're the Slayer, that?
0: but if it, you're
3: the it, Slayer, it, like, fuck yeah. I would. Whatever. Is it meant to show how vulnerable and low she is that she's, I think, you know, so. Parker has rejected her. And so she's like, Oh, these yes. four, four, weird, creepy guys are offering me. And again, I've been there. I've been rejected. Oh, here's a creepy guy. who wants to buy me a drink. Okay, yeah. Nothing so, bad's going to happen here.
2: So this is one thing that I thought, is that physically, yes, she has a strength. But emotionally, I think this shows she's weak. Like, this is yeah. almost a weak spot for her. And honestly, almost throughout the series, right? Like, like this is like a big yeah. right here. Yeah. That, yeah, exactly. Like, yes, she is, you know, physically strong and can probably take on almost anyone. But, like, at this point, it's showing, you know, college emotions, like, you know, adolescent, you know, emotions. And I don't know. Like, it, it's it's definitely, like, I'll give it on an episode wrap-up. Keep going. <laughs> you built up to we'll the uh,
3: <laughs>
2: Well, the thing is, is that I don't want to wrap up the whole episode because, like, I used to hate this episode. Then I just rewatched it, like, a little bit ago.
0: Cheers! Cheers!
3: Uh, uh, <laughs> oh my God, you guys, can we slow down? My chest hurts. <laughs> okay. Okay. I so I just I've just poured the last of my whiskey into my tumbler. So a boy, oh, dad, you'll be you'll be fine. National healthcare, yeah. okay. Yeah. Philip, Philip,
1: send me a picture of your tumbler. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God,
0: Jason! This is how Jason gets when he's yeah. drunk. So let's oh, talk
1: about the time the, – the, the first time we see Veruca perform because – Oh, my God.
0: I actually think they do the, the Oz Willow stuff really well. It, it, I think oh.
1: it plays to one of those things,
2: though, where it's just like you don't understand the difference because in high school, you know everyone. You know yeah. every girl. You know every guy.
0: And in this don't. one,
2: it's just like you just met someone who just came on campus or just came into the bronze or just came into a club. You know what I mean? like Yeah. It plays it so well. Yes. Like,
0: and I, I think it's a credit to both actors because they're both so good at it. But, yeah, for me, this would have been a lot better if, like, because we, what, Matthew, is it three episodes of this we get? Ruga's only in on three, I think, right? And this yeah, well, we, we like, see her in the
1: freshman, and then we see her again here, and then and we then see her in
0: Wild Guard. Yeah.
1: And, the thing is that like well first of all I just want to say Veruca has amazing stage presence and it's very easy to see how someone is captivated by her yes. even though she's not used a lot I actually think the actress is really like oh yeah she she she's really good she like catches your gaze and you can't take your eyes off of her but she I do love I do love the um the, the moments between Willow and Oz in that scene where it's clear that Oz is transfixed on her. Yeah. And Willow is, like, slowly over time becoming
0: aware that yes. Oz is looking at her. And I think it's because and they're both such good actors. I really do think that's why.
1: Yeah, well, Allison plays it really well. Like that, It's like a double-take moment. It's like if you were at the bar with your boyfriend watching a band and... You saw them looking at the lead singer, like, you would slowly over time be like, okay, his gaze is being, he's, like, looking a little too long.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally.
1: Um, like, it, they they played it so
2: well, and I'm just going to throw it out here. I think Willow is the best. Allison Hannigan is the best actress, actor of the whole Series. I'm just calling out. I'm, I'm it. going. I'm I'll going right now. it.
0: I think Emma Caulfield and Charisma Carpenter are the best, but I do think Allison Hannigan and Samira Geller are also really fucking good. So. I think you're I wrong. Elsa Hannigan is the best. Is
2: the best uh, Charisma did not hit it until Angel, by the way.
0: Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But she did Jason Wright and Angel.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. But that's Angel. That's not Buffy. Let's keep going.
0: Okay. All right. Fair. 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 So fair. Wow. I, I have, a, I have yeah. a. There's a lot, lot of hostility here. <laughs> <laughs> Can you feel the tension between these two best friends? There's a lot of
1: tension. I'm going to have to see you two make out to make sure everything's okay. It's happened before.
2: It,
0: yeah. Jason's wife has ah! seen that. Ah! <laughs> oh my god, when she told us that, Jason, I nearly like almost died. Because I didn't know that she had seen that. <laughs> I was like I so upset. You know. <laughs> anyway, cheers! Cheers! <laughs>
3: So, okay, so while you're all drinking and I can finally get a word in, um, (laughs) I have some thoughts about the whole Veruca set at the Bronze. Uh, First of all, her band is called Shy, which I find deeply ironic. Secondly, she is clutching and caressing that mic stand like it's a phallus. Yes. If she were trying any harder, she would sprain something. And I mean, I think it comes out maybe more in uh wild at heart how much of like a you know quote unquote cool girl she is when she's like eating a burger and she's like yeah i'm a girl and i like eat like does that <laughs> shock
0: you yes yes that's but right. it's just like
3: the i mean and i i agree with you matthew like paige moss the actress who plays her hat does have like mat she's dripping in charisma but She is making, she's doing the most with like the most thinly drawn character ever.
1: This episode in all is a very like slut shamey episode, and Buffy can be a very slut shamey show. And so Willow is kind of keeping in that tone, but then it's really funny. How open-minded Willow tries to be when she thinks that Buffy had group sex with four people. Right? Oh
0: God! (laughs) That reminded me of reminded me of me and Jason. If I was like Jason, I got banged by five guys at the same time last night. Like I feel like Jason, you would have been like, "All right, well, are you which one did you like the most?" Yeah, like you would try very hard (laughs) to be so sweet about it, and that's what it reminded me of because.
3: I have literally been in that situation where we you know when she's like, "Oh, beer!" There was lots and lots of beer, yeah. and Willow's like, "What?" And then group sex, and it's like, <laughs> I've been there. It's
0: like, I've literally,
3: I have literally I, been there, and it's like, I have, I have, I have good friends who who understand me too. Like, yeah, I feel like, friends. I feel like it's it's something tough to,
2: um, and especially when you're a teenager to get a grasp of is that, is that you know physical. I'm I'm gonna go Parker for a second. Uh-oh. Physical physical things Oops. like like don't it's not like it defines you. You know what I mean? Like physical is like very like and that's why I love this episode because you go to like the cavemen, like physical it doesn't define love, you know?
3: Yeah. And and oh, so sure, yeah. Like Parker's defense of casual sex in this episode did speak to mm-hmm. me. I, I absolutely out. agree. Like I said, he I,
2: is it manipulated me or like he made sense? Like, I absolutely agree
3: with him on that, I could but say, I, know,
2: I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because we're not there yet.
3: Okay, okay. When we get we're there, not? I have thoughts, but let's, let's move on.
2: Philip, well, I'm... I,
1: with you.
3: I don't have really
1: copious notes for the stuff between here and there, but I do. I just had a few notes in that one. I love seeing Cal Penn in this episode. Yes. I,
3: oh my god, <laughs> got Cal Penn in capitals with like five question marks because he's also I in love... an angel episode. He's yeah. in the he angel is. episode,
0: yeah, that vision thing. thing. And he, I think, has That's one line nice. in that episode.
2: But but Cause... my thing is is that like like people who rate this the worst Buffy episode which now I do not by the way after rewatching it um Same. How, it was just like oh the some casting directors watch this them like you know what this guy's got some shit
0: It's <laughs> crazy right? It's funny that him.
2: like he
1: got his uh, I mean you know what
0: he I mean like, like he's
1: gone somewhere <laughs> <laughs> He he worked in the Obama White House? Yeah that's crazy to
3: think about why well, they really <laughs> him out of house
1: well, I mean, he quit his job on-house yeah. to work in the Obama White House. Yeah. 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 Which is, like, crazy. I think this um, guy that
0: was in, like, one of the, like, least favorite Buffy episodes went and to then the went, fucking like, White House.
3: Uh, with the beautiful John Cho.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, my gosh.
1: Honestly, who, would, who wouldn't who would watch a film, a certain type of film starring Cal <laughs> Penn and John
3: Cho?
0: <laughs> Jason would watch it. <laughs> oh,
3: uh, I, in a second. <laughs> yeah, I watch that film every night in my dreams. <laughs> um, <laughs> it also sat,
1: weirdly enough, in that movie. It would also how old and Kumar humor? go
3: to Fire Island?
1: <laughs> how, oh my god, how and Kumar go to Fire Island, but still with White Castle, because I'm <laughs> still <laughs> in
0: Jason Jason and I I
2: don't know if I want to add this, but I've never been to Fire Island, but I still want to go.
0: I've never been to Fire I, Island.
3: Oh either. my god. So I started watching the reality show Fire Island, and is it really as terrible as it looks? Because I'm obsessed.
0: Probably because it I sounds terrible
1: and that's why I want to go. <laughs> one of the guys from Fire one of the guys from Fire Island does
3: pornography now. <gasps>
0: really?
3: Oh, oh is it oh my god, is this like in Fighting Prince Charming when we realized that the, the bachelor guy was a rent boy? But no, it's not like a past.
1: It's like after Fire Island, he did a a porn called Fire Island Fuckboy.
0: I am shook.
2: shook, I'm shook,
3: and I'm also, like, Googling this right now. (laughs) I think it was...
2: Wait, 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 wait. hold on. I got something very important to say. Oh, Jesus.
1: Cheers. (laughs)
3: Uh,
1: Everyone drink!
3: (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh,
0: my God. It's Patrick McDonald. I don't know which one is. I was supposed to review that, recap that show for Geeks Out, but then the first two episodes were just so fucking bad, and I was like, guys, I don't have anything nice to say about the show. First
3: episode, but they're all so hot, but oh my god, like, Instagaze. I I mean, this this is a different episode, it's a different podcast, I'm not going to get distracted, (laughs) but can I just say, I remember... Ian and I first bonding when you were writing the uh, Finding Prince Charming recaps. Ah. And I slid into your DMs, and I was like, how awful are they all? And then we would, like, bitch about them.
0: Oh, my God. Develop, I remember because I was like, ooh, this hot guy's sliding my DMs. Oh, good, we have the same opinion. Great.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, 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 I adore
1: you. <laughs> um, then we go to the, the You Stupid roundtable, where they're all just calling each other You Stupid. I
0: gifted that part because... Of course.
1: It's honestly great. Yeah. But I also love when Xander grabs Buffy to throw her out and she says, I cut you off, and Buffy goes, Did it
0: hurt? Did it (laughs) hurt?
3: Oh, it's so cute. It's Uh, so cute. Also, I love this song that plays on the jukebox.
0: I thought Um, it was Ruka's. Remember that song
3: when I had the Buffy soundtrack on C D when I was like sixteen.
0: So I love that might be one of my favorite moments of the episode when she's like, Did it hurt? Because it's so like adorable. And so Xander being like, "You're cut off. You gotta go," and she's like, "No, beer, good." And he's like, "Beer," but which I played the me in the, of the episode. Um, that all reminds me of Drunk Jason because Jason and I lived together for five years and would get very drunk at gay bars together. And Jason also has Slayer strength. When he's drunk, he once walked <laughs> me into a stop sign. When uh, I it was, was a bus stop. It was a bus stop. You're right. You're right. It was a bus stop. I was walking him home and his arm was around me and he started laughing and I didn't know why he was laughing and it was because drunk Jason knew he was stronger than me and wanted to walk me into this bus stop like thing like over like like a what the hell do you call it, Jason?
2: It was like one of those bus stop covers, like you know, it was glass and it like you know And he's like laughing hiding from the rain.
0: Laughing and has his arm around me and I'm like, what are you no no you need to let go of me, I need to move. And he's just laughing, looking at me like a fucking supervillain, <laughs> and walks me into the glass
3: of the bus stop. This is why I don't have straight friends. <laughs> wow!
1: <laughs> wow! Someone's taking someone's taking the can magneto you, approach to some straight of my people. My best
3: friends are straight people.
1: <laughs> no, Philip, you're the magneto. You don't believe in <laughs> <laughs> straight people. Philip, I thought we were going to be friends.
3: I mean, of course I'm going to be your friend because you told me that I was pretty. Now Jason. And I want never to
0: rub up
1: your against dreams. your beard, yeah. <laughs> so now we can talk about the Willow and Parker conversation, which, which is, I think let's... is really important. Okay,
3: I... so when she walks over to him to, like, confront him, can I just say, that is the most basic juvenile drama queen bullshit. And if oh. I were Buffy, I would be mortified that Willow was doing that.
0: No way, I, I like agree. that she I agree does with that.
3: that. no. I agree. Like I, you, you
2: don't want anyone to be involved with that because that means you were talking about it, which means you care
3: more, I, and you don't want it to seem like you care that I, much. Think to know that I cared so much. Exactly, Philip. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, so I'm like, Philip,
0: Willow, this is so juicy. Cool your tits, Willow. Matthew, do you and I agree on this?
1: I'm in between. I think that it's a. I think that from an of uh, show perspective, it's a good moment yes. for Willow. But I don't think that Willow's being a great friend in that moment. I think that really her unloading on Parker is more about her being angry at Veruca. Well, And she's, she's angry with Oz and Veruca, and she's allowing it to spill over into Buffy Parker, which is messy.
0: But Absolutely I, agreed. I would be that messy friend. Well, you are the. Oh, messy Bear,
2: Bear.
3: <laughs> you are definitely <laughs> that oh, messy oh, well, friend. Oh,
0: oh, oh, Not in. Everyone drink. Oh, yeah. Everyone drink. Oh, <laughs> everyone drink. <laughs> All right. I would, would be. You're damn right. I would be that messy friend. But also, if we're gonna talk about messy friends, <clears throat> oh, oh
1: wow! Oh <laughs> wow! Are we
0: going there? What are we gonna go there say? Um. Well, because like, I've had, I've dated people with messy friends who want to get involved. Um. And like, or
2: you have messy friends?
0: <laughs> well. Um. <laughs> but. I don't know. So I feel like there's a big difference between getting involved in something that you don't need to, <clears throat> like an ex te- an ex's friend texting me, um or <laughs> or me just being like, "Hey, you're being shitty to my friend." And I don't know. I I know that I'd be the Willow, but I wouldn't be the like friend that just like jumps in and doesn't mind her bit. Like she runs into him and then she's like, "Hey, I'm gonna tell well, about it." She himself. doesn't have to approach him. In this
3: uh, in this venue that we have never encountered in a show before and never will again.
0: I'll tell you, in my mind, she was visiting Xander at his bar, but that's not what happens. Like, I always, in my my memory, is like, oh, he's at Xander's bar, she goes in to visit Xander and she sees him. But you're right, she does just go into this venue we've never seen before, that's like a weird basement, cafe... And then, like, it is
2: a weird basement,
3: yeah. like with like nineties like fairy light. It looks like when they when they tried to introduce the espresso pump as a, as a set in season three and it never really worked. Do they? It's, it's yeah, okay. they still, yeah, they, they keep still it. Have they espresso keep pump it. up to like season seven. Yeah. Oh wow, but but they they never have like actual scenes there. Um, or is it? like Giles... Giles sings his sexy song. Oh, Giles has his like hot dad moment. And
0: when Angel, I comes-
2: was just about to say, you guys are talking about Xander. Let's talk about Daddy
3: Giles oh. over here. <laughs> so when I was watching this episode, I was thinking, to myself, like, oh, is Giles not in this one? And then obviously Xander calls him. Yeah. And I do feel like Anthony Stewart had was written into this episode as an afterthought. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed, agreed. When he shows up in his like black sweater and his lovely brown suede. Oh yes, I I own yes. one very similar. He showed up and I was like, Dad, he right? Is so fucking, he looks so oh, fucking. Hot in
2: this. Oh wait, wait. I want to say, I know we're gonna. That's the last episode, but like end of the episode. But I want to say, like you know, Giles. Oh my God, you know, as o- as older. I get here. Right. I just want a dad like Giles, and I so just, wanna, I just I want to—I just want him to um, cuddle me while I go to sleep. You know, <laughs>
0: I, Giles, what, I, this I, I, is why you're the only I, straight guy we've had on the podcast.
3: I—I <laughs> I, I recently did a whole episode, um, uh, of a uh, podcast with a friend of mine called Mutant Frenemy um, about like ships and crushes from the Weedonverse, and I was basically my, my conclusion was Giles is the hottest. Character ever created by Joss Whedon, and he is the one you want to. I want to settle down with yes. in a condo that smells like scotch and books. But like, if you don't want to, what's your problem? You know, like,
2: oh yes, I know because Daddy I, Giles,
3: I'm here. Like Anthony Head is an incredibly <laughs> handsome man, and they tried to hide that for the first few years. Yes, because they, they did.
0: They did. I mean, I think Matthew and I and Joe Reed, even in the first episode of this podcast, discussed how watching it was on, when it was on the air, they did try to age... Like, Giles isn't actually that old, the actor, but they tried to age him up, but then watching it as an adult, you're like, oh, wait, he is an attractive... Like, he's an attractive wait, adult.
3: Like, when he's... Him, him and Jenny are, like, the... The hottest couple yeah, be ever created, yeah. yeah.
1: Also, he and Spike are, like, a similar age and at yes. one point they try to play like Spike could be his son in... Um, oh, no, no, they're
0: the same that's age.
3: That's very much like American TV show there, right? Where, like, the, you know, you've got, like, 25-year-old teenagers and 35-year-old parents. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
2: Um. So do you think okay. Giles would make me coffee in the morning?
0: Oh, totally. No, yeah. he'd make you tea. So, wait, Ooh, I want to go back to the, yeah. the Willow
1: and Parker conversation because I do want to say that I think <laughs> I that, agree. Let's keep talking I think
2: about
0: that. I think that
1: it's for a, for a conversation about casual sex, like, it's very adult and it's very, like, mature. And even though Parker is trying to play Willow, like, I actually think that, like, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, I do love it. These are conversations that I've had with people, and I've been on Parker's side yes. where I'm talking about, like, non monogamous sex.
0: I'm siding
3: with him. But he's that guy who he's been to one semester of college and he's realized he can use this discourse he's learned to manipulate women.
0: Yes. Truly,
3: so there's the
1: thing is like, you can be on someone's side, but still not agree. You can agree with someone philosophically, but not agree with how they comport themselves based on their philosophy. Now see, so this is something that I think was a big part of the episode for me, okay?
2: Because one of the big things is casual sex, okay? Emotions can be very fragile with that. Okay, for any side, by the way, male or female, whatever. Yeah. You know, but there there are and certain people so who agree with the casual sex aspect, and and that's why when Parker said that, I'm like that that makes sense
3: because I feel but like it it went it through a phase of like, that, he actually. But what happened? He seduced Buffy. He dated Buffy. Yes. It wasn't casual sex. But exactly. Sex. So there. He,
2: so right. there. He. That. That's what I'm saying. So there. I think he manipulated because mm-hmm. he he slept with someone who didn't want casual sex. So he tricked almost tricked them into. It. So so there there was two aspects of that I like like the way he talks about it. I think is correct with when he talks about it with
1: Willow. But you have to have someone who agrees with that. Yes. And, and they, no but that's the thing is yeah. he, he. You're someone said it, and they're absolutely right. Is that like it wasn't really casual sex? It wasn't like they met out at a bar one night. Like he took her out several times, we... and like they had like really nice conversations. And I felt like he was building it up to be more than that. But the, I think the other point that I want to make is that the show is. I mean like they're having a really good conversation about casual sex but we always have to remember that the show is against casual sex and they're trying to paint Parker as the bad person and so we are not supposed to agree with what he's saying and we're supposed to see it as a big violation of like Buffy's trust. Well, so it's also, it's, like, important to keep that in mind when he's talking about it.
3: When a guy says to you, well, we never said we were exclusive. Yeah, get that out yeah. of here. Get we that have, out of here. We never fucking said that, like, we weren't either, bitch. Not that I'm taking this very personally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I've, I've had, like, a lot of wine and whiskey this evening. Uh,
2: we both, we all have. I was gonna say we both, but we all have. We're good. Um, hey,
1: cheers to that, though, everyone.
2: Oh, everyone yeah! Drink.
0: Everyone drink!
1: So the scene where they change into cavemen, the next part, <laughs> oh. I found it okay, it's a really grotesque transformation, but before they get really ugly, they're like very there's like a lot of camera close-ups on like their muscles and stuff like contorting, and I was like, this is very homoerotic. Well. But it was like so
3: fake too <laughs> Yeah. Um, do we think that Xander cut Buffy off and sent her home early? so that we wouldn't have to see Sarah Michelle Gellar in Cro-Magnon makeup.
0: I bet she didn't want to be in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Well,
3: Well, I think there's also, uh, I wrote, like, you know, they didn't give her as much beer as the others.
1: Well, I wrote, too, that they're, I mean, like, the show, even though it's, like, a silly, funny episode, they do really separate the the male reaction from the female reaction to to changing, like, the men obviously become, like, very primitive. And they are, like, kidnapping women and, like, starting a fire. And, like, Buffy's just, like, making cave paintings about Parker.
3: <laughs> right. I, 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 and that's the thing. Like, I'm I feel like... around on her desk chair, which is the cutest thing this show has ever done.
2: Yes. Oh, my but, gosh. Which by the, the way, which, by the way, we've all done when we're drunk,
0: right? Or is it so, oh, Ian and I. Uh, like I said... <laughs> Buffy drunk is Jason drunk. Like oh, damn <laughs> I my oh phone. My, well
3: if that's the case, I can't wait to see Jason drunk because it's so cute. Especially when she like thumps her chest and she's like, <laughs> Buffy strong.
2: Oh boy.
3: <laughs> yeah. Strong. Honestly,
2: I see a lot, lot of Jorsen right. in, in um, yeah. drunk Buffy.
3: This is why I love season four, like, and I, it actually may even be my favorite season because it's Buffy as a sitcom. This episode, the stakes are so low. it's just like a hangout show.
2: you know you know what
3: I like what about I... it and I,
2: and I'll say it now is that is that you know, watching it again, this is a good standalone. like yeah. as much as I hated it when I first watched it because there was a story. but now that I know the story and going back and watching it, it's just like, okay. This is a fun standalone. Right? Yeah. Like
1: it actually, I was looking at the structure of it, and one of the things I realized is they get the villain out of the way so easy because yeah. it really doesn't matter who doctored the beer. Like no. it's just the bartender. He's mad at college students. Like whatever. He actually does. He actually is homophobic because he says that they Routine. are getting little Pr- microbrews. Yeah. Little microbrews. Yeah, they're very just like okay, we can reveal to you before. Wait, like. 15 to 20 minutes yeah. before the episode who the villain is, because it really doesn't matter. Like, we're using this to get to this other place. Like, we're not trying to tell the Buffy defeats the the weak, the villain of the week story. But so it's I actually really, doing something kind of cool and subversive with, like, the structure of it, too.
3: And I really enjoyed the whole villain conversation. I, I, I picked up on the fruity microbrew line as well. Um, and also, I, what I liked was my brother-in-law's a warlock. He showed me how to do it.
0: I love how casual that is. Yeah, it
3: was so casual. Well building detail that yeah. outside of this core cast of characters, there are witches and sorcerers, and there is stuff going on that we it don't It felt very about. angel. Yeah, But also, I do yeah. want
1: to... Pay hey, attention to another really funny line that I love is when um, Xander is trying to get the caveman out of the bar and he says fire bad and then the cavemen are like fire pretty and, and Xander goes fire angry.
3: All <laughs> but this is a really great Xander episode. Like, I mean, obviously he, looks really, he looks really hot. Yep. But also it's one of the few episodes in my mind where Xander's like, He's not terrible. He's 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 almost the hero of the story.
0: Right, right, right. I agree. He's, it's he's, one of those
1: things that you learn like when you're writing. It's like um character action is character and like Xander does a lot because Buffy's kind of like yeah. not really they're all there. And Willow's whole plot is speaking to Parker and then getting saved. Xander actually makes a lot of things happen in this episode.
3: And yes. even before we realize that they're all turning into Neanderthals, he's trying to like save Buffy from herself being like, No, you're drunk, go home, go to bed.
0: Yeah. And he kinda does. He,
3: and, and, uh, and the delivery of the line, you're a bad, bad man. It's just the cutest thing. <laughs> oh. In solution, I would fuck Xander in this episode. Jason? I, I, I would say I would say Xander's a snack in this episode. <laughs> he is? Oh, my God. Now I
1: want a snack because I'm drunk. He is homemade <laughs> he's a, have, he's a homemade snack. He's a homemade snack I have sour episode. Episode. Wait,
0: um, wait, wait, One wait, 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 wait. Can we all do a shot of whatever we're drinking? Yeah. Oh, God. Yep.
3: Yep, um, if you give me two seconds because I'm at 50, but I can go get some vodka.
0: Take two seconds, my love. You're so wonderful. I'm gonna pour myself another fireball, son. Can we hear it? Is it? Wait, is this back, like an... I'm
3: back and I have I have mango flavored absolute. I'm gonna do a shot of this. Oh
0: God! Oh, that sounds like I vomit. Is this like an ASMR <laughs> podcast?
3: think ever right? Wait, yeah. It's like put Are your glass close to the mic
1: and like let people hear what you're drinking.
0: Ooh, ASMR me, daddy.
1: I will ASMR <laughs> every <laughs> Ian, don't. Just don't.
0: Oh my god, this
3: is descending into chaos, but it's like, I'm I'm having so much fun. But also,
0: Matthew shaded me, so we need to do a shot, and then everyone take a drink. <laughs> ah, damn it. Yeah. Are you trying to kill me? Yes, I am. I'm very much trying, trying to kill, kill everyone you, on this Phillip. podcast. I
1: personally am trying to kill you, Philip.
0: Oh, kill me, Daddy. I just <laughs> want to let
2: you guys know my shot was terrible. But I'm about to take a drink.
3: What, was you, what, what did you drink, Jason? Yeah.
2: Um remember I'm drinking cheap whiskey because How because cheap? I thought I had enough Coke.
3: Uh 7. I don't know mm-hmm. what that means. Okay, I am drinking Hike Club which is the brand endorsed by David Beckham. Oh. Oh. Cuz I'm
0: fancy.
3: Spe- speaking of snacks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait, so I'm doing my speaking shot. That is <laughs> Mm. Oh, God, I'm going to vomit. If I vomit, I'll vomit on the podcast so it can be, like, genuine. Don't worry. Oh Don't please, worry, Matthew.
3: Please do. Please do. Let's, Let's talk about how
0: Giles
2: is a daddy, though. Yes. We did already. We did. We could, we could <laughs> keep <laughs> that going, though. Like, sometimes yeah. you're just like, I want to be protected, but you got Giles with see, you. See, guys,
0: I told you, my he straights good. are the gayest straights you'll ever meet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh no! I have I have the cutest straight. His name's Bradley. He's from Brooklyn, and he actually is gayer than I am.
0: Excuse me. You have a straight from New York, and it's n- wait. I almost said, and it's not me and Matthew, but clearly we're both straight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cheers. Oh, cheers. cheers. Oh, I gotta drink again.
2: Is everyone ready? Okay. I've been, re- dude. I already did my shot and drank, <laughs> but bad. I'll drink again. This
0: next shot is gonna <laughs> make me die.
1: Dude, I could play
2: video games oh, after this. Oh,
0: oh, did
1: someone hit their tooth with a shot
0: glass? Oh. Ian, you
1: sound like you're in physical pain.
0: That was that was Philip.
3: Oh my god, the the vodka does not taste like mango; it tastes like despair. Guys, I know. You know, want this uh, despair I despair is better in than episode. tasting so like I just mango. Say, I'm literally I'm doing this podcast and then I'm
0: going to bed. <laughs>
1: Whatever. I've, I've tried to get Philip to come to LA, and he wouldn't come for me, so I'm already upset. Uh,
0: the happy endings side gay character voice drama. Oh, I, I love, love him. him!
3: I love that reference.
0: <laughs>
2: I know I love happy endings, but
1: okay, let's keep going because we're not talking about that. Show.
3: I know.
0: Now
1: we're <laughs> very far from. <laughs> before me and before I take a lift to Jason and go give him a piece of my yes.
0: Mind. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I'm jealous,
2: <laughs> Matthew. Anyway. I'm gonna text you my address after this.
0: I'm so drunk, oh guys. I'm melting into my chest. <laughs> right. Right. in
3: my All right, real time right now. <laughs> Philip and I are just like,
0: <laughs> that's fine. We'll go Jason, to bed.
3: I'll, Jason, I'll DM you. Don't worry. All
1: right, slide into my DMs, Daddy. Jason, I'll
0: uh,
3: DM you. You'll Phillip, do
1: some sliding. You'll do some sliding later. Don't Phillip,
0: worry. Philip, I'll slide into your DMs as well. We cannot um, meet up.
1: <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Yeah. So. <laughs> the, the obviously, I feel like aside ah! from being, aside from being like beer and casual sex are bad, the underlying theme of the episode is also that men are trash, yeah, cause there's oh, so much. Yeah, sh- yeah, yeah. I mean, like when left to their own devices, these cavemen do like terrible shit, and then they end and up they putting the grotto on fire. Them. And like, there's that scene where Willow is confronting Parker, and i and we didn't talk about it, but I do love when, willow finally calls parker out on his shit oh my god beautiful i am yeah and then she stands up and she's like men haven't changed since the dawn of time and then the yes the cavemen come walking in it's so heavy-handed you know? but it's so says,
3: see honestly and you know so, it's coming and that's what makes it so great i
1: was just say i wrote down four words for when the cavemen are all they all drag the people there and the fire is starting I wrote down four words in my notes, and they are the beginnings of patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Rewatching the episode, one of the things is, is that I felt it was heavy-handed, where it's just like, oh, you shouldn't be underage drinking. But then I realized, like, going back to it, it's just like, yo, fuck men, you know? Like, they're idiots. Like I do oh,
0: think okay. SMG does yeah, good yeah.
1: drunk caveman Slayer, though. She's she Actually, I think her acting's really good in this episode. Yeah,
3: right? Um, it is. Also, well, like, I agree I when... Time, I was thinking about the body, and I was like, "How everyone says she should have got an Emmy for the body," and I was like, "No, this." <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want,
2: I just wanted to like say now, I would not like to be on the episode for the body because I'll cry through the whole.
3: If only all straight men expressed their feelings when they felt them, like you, Jason. All right, so no, I don't want to get off topic. Never mind, but yes,
2: let's get talk off topic, that, Daddy.
0: It's fine. No,
2: I was talking about like how. Gabs and I just watched Harry Potter 1 through 7, and I cried Jason,
0: let's tell that story about how, when we were going out, and we watched (laughs) Harry Potter. So, there was... (laughs) was Jason and I lived together, and there was... We used to go out every Sunday night to this, like, really weird gay club that was, like, the big thing in New York at the time, whatever, blah, blah, greenhouse. But it was
2: sexy, let me let let you guys know that. Yeah, it was,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, We were, like, the nerds going there. And... Literally, we, it was like Harry Potter, the Order of the Phoenix was on, and we had Cable. This was the only year... We had one year where we had Cable where we lived together, and it was this. Yep. And we literally were watching it, and we were like, we have to go out. And then Last half hour. We watched the last half hour of it, and we we're both sobbing. And we're like... <laughs> I don't want to go out anymore. <laughs> like... Good job, James. Yeah. Oh, Get it out of <laughs> when here. he says, "When he says, good job, James.'" Ugh.
3: I once got a stitch watching the first five minutes of Up with a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. praying
2: so hard. That's Is it too early to say I love you?
3: Now, that's what. If you, you know what? Like I was saying, if you have a feeling, say it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried to. I tried to. Match- Should uh, we get yeah, back on track? Wait, wait, yeah, blah, blah, wait, blah, blah. wait, hold on, hold on. Guys, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I thought yeah. we talked about the whole episode already. I was like, oh, we already covered everything. And then there's that
3: really, the really amazing sort of sitcom sequence at the end where Buffy is still cave person Buffy. And she's uh. like perched on the bench, like staring at <laughs> him, which is so funny and cute. And then Parker comes up to her. Trying to do his like the dream dream apology, and I mean, yeah. Oh my god! It's it's just it, and also the whole the the line, whose car is that? Oh my god! Yes,
0: and Xander literally just says, "I don't know, it was unlocked." Like,
3: (laughs) (laughs) and Giles is like, "Okay,
2: yeah." But wait, we skipped over something that I think is very important. What? Go ahead. So when Buffy, when Buffy, I think. In this, let's say we're in our adolescent phase, in this whole thing, when when Buffy sees Willow even as her cave woman self, she knows something's important. Yeah. So 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 yeah. if there's one thing as corny as it sounds, you're gonna know the people who are there for the rest of your life. And that's and and because because I think that's one thing between relationships like you know, soulmates and whatnot. But you're still going to have your lifelong friends. And I think that's kind of important throughout this. Honestly, the whole series, like, like the reason Buffy is is even alive from the first season is because of her friends. Yeah. So so I, I think that's one thing they push. That's that's really smart. And because, like, I've had relationships get in the way of friendships Fair, you know, firsthand, Jason. Yes. <laughs> So, so I think I think that hit me a lot. Is that is that that's that's that was something that they showed that was very important. Even though she was in her like very, you know,
3: like caveman state or she's so state. new, yeah. And right, the, right, right. The next thing that happens is she sees the fire and uh-huh. she runs towards it, and she she says "fire, bad," and she runs towards and it. She to still face. runs towards it.
1: Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because I was I wrote a note about that part, and it's like. She's still, because fire bad, like when all the men run from the fire, when, you know, Xander has the lighter and he says fire angry and Buffy runs toward it, it's kind of like saying that her slayerness is this like immutable characteristic within her, like it's a part of her that she knows that she has to run toward the danger. Like there's not a lot of people who run toward the danger and her doing that I think is a really good moment. Well, you know what? It's funny because maybe this is the time to talk about it. Is that Beer Bad gets such a bad rap? And I think that there are definitely low moments in the episode, but there are so many who is rustling about with that's me. I'm
0: sorry. I'm I was like, damn it. To talk. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I, want to
1: call you
2: out,
0: but I'm like, what the hell? I was like, are no one could hear are this. Are constructing but they can. something back there? No, wait. So wait, you, like, I'll tell you...
3: you. You better be pouring yourself another drink, my <laughs> <life>.
0: Right <laughs> I listen to Philip, so I'm gonna pour myself another drink. Um, but it oh. was it was. I, oh my god! What a
1: beautiful sound effect. I know.
0: <laughs> Is this an ASMR anyway, podcast? Now? What I was
1: trying to say before I was so really interrupted by Bob I'm still the Builder over pouring, there. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wait I finished my <laughs> bottle of vodka continue wait what was I talking about Philip tell me
3: oh uh, you were talking about uh, pointing oh, oh I have the bad about a bad rap but like I, I
1: understand some of the caveman stuff is a little silly or whatever <laughs> yes. but I mean if you think about all the stuff with Willow and Faruka, when you think about how good Xander is in this episode and when you think about how good Sarah Michelle is and the resolution of the Parker um and the Parker Willow scenes. There's actually a lot to love in this episode.
0: Yes, I
3: agree. No, absolutely. Yeah, I I love and and it is it's it's a I feel like it's a perfect sort of um it's season four in a macrocosm in or a microcosm whichever is the correct use of that um micro yeah yes yeah, yeah indeed um in that it's uh and, and I think it's something you've said in the podcast before like where it, when when it comes to season four is. After doing the arc thing in season three, in season four, when they break out of the high school formula and they're in the, the grown-up world or they're, or they're trying to adjust to the grown-up world, there is a lot more scope for these self-contained stories that are, you know, maybe lower on stakes and lower on plot, but tell you a great deal about the characters. And you this a know- really fun comedic example of that. I, I feel, yeah, I, I I like the, like you were saying, you know, I like the idea of an alternate season four where he's just the bartender at, like, the college pub.
0: And it would and have been he, a really good season four, like, arc for him. Like, have him be there. They go there sometimes.
3: But that would be very, very much, like, American TV show set in a college where they have to write in every single character from the high school and find some excuse <laughs> for them on the campus. Like this episode, like, Giles is called in to try and help and it's like really giles has no purpose in this story whatsoever he could not be in it and it would end exactly the same
1: yeah that's really that's why i love that moment where um they're going to like they're at the fire and xander's like giles will know what to do and he's like talking to that person describing
3: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, she walks with a sort of weird
0: limp. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly,
2: like that, that was like my favorite part because Giles, I think, was my favorite part of the whole episode because like he was (laughs) brought in for no absolute reason.
3: (laughs) Giles in season four is, I mean, they kind of like they they really do write that, you know, complete obsolescence into the character. He is a he's someone with no purpose for the entire season. And that leads to some of the season's greatest comedy. Especially like towards the end when he's just like, he's drunk.
0: And he's yeah. like, oh, well,
3: you can have a train with me anymore. Adam's going to kick your ass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to ask our final questions, Ian?
0: Okay. All right, gentlemen. So we're going to have order. Well, we'll go Jason, Philip, and then Matthew, and then me. Your favorite cool. outfit of the episode.
2: I'm on, I'm on board with Daddy Giles. <laughs> he wears a little sweater oh. with a little jacket over it. Like,
0: it's a timeless
2: look. And the thing is, is, is my thing is, is just like, let's, let's, she's all that, Giles. Just take off the glasses, dude. <laughs> and
0: boom. Rude, are you saying I should take wow. off my glasses? Rude, glasses
1: are sexy. How dare you All right, all
0: right, all right. I'm saying take
2: off the glasses because either that or get different frames, okay?
3: I think I figured out the, the single hottest thing about Giles. Yeah? He has a pinky signet ring. That would leave an imprint if he choked you. <laughs> oh, oh, choke me, daddy! Wow. <laughs> wow.
0: And the shriekers. This eyes is Philip
3: Ellis at like four glasses of wine and five whiskeys.
0: <laughs> Wait, Jason, but, I think you forgot to say the thing. What thing? I'm tapping the mic. Say cheers, Use- dickhead. Oh, cheers, everyone! Drink to that. <laughs> oh. I only Cause Jow- Cheer-
2: cheers, because Jows yeah. is daddy. Like. Ah, oh,
3: Alright, so what's your favorite? What's the offering? noise that Buffy makes when she drinks booze? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, so my favorite look from this episode is Buffy's turtleneck and cargo pants. Oh. It is so late '90s college student. It's so accurate. Like I, I just love how like comfy she looks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was going to say the cargo shorts, but since I mean, and usually we allowed for double votes here, yeah, but I actually wanna shout out how good Xander looks at this episode. And he I does. feel like he's picking some shirts that ever so slightly hug his biceps in a way in the openness. That ma- and that makes that makes me want him to choke me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but also he, but and he
3: wears them the, nice and open. His biceps look so good in this episode. Like when he's leaning forward to light the imaginary cigarette and you see a glimpse of the tattoo on his bicep and you're like, oh. And then you remember that he basically Joss Whedon told him to stop working out because i had to be weedy. And you're like, oh no, like Nikki Brendan's buff as fuck and he could do stuff to me. I'm going to say because this is a family podcast.
0: Um... <laughs> my favorite outfit. <laughs> I think Xander, like, I, I really like the Xander wears the open shirts in this episode. And yeah. they, like, fit him well. And yeah, peak Xander.
3: His hair looks really good as well. It does, yeah. It's, like, pullable. I want it in my fist.
0: Yeah. Like,
3: you know, it, if they didn't him. bring
2: Giles in, Xander would be the highlight of the episode. But they brought Giles in, you know, what are you going to do?
3: Yeah, I'm understanding why so many fanfic writers shipped Xander and Giles.
0: Yes,
3: (laughs) (laughs) Because Xander annoys the fuck out of Giles and you just know that he's gonna, like, take out that frustration in some way or another. It's
0: the same reason why so many ships... I remember, like, because, duh, I would look for so many, like, Buffy fanfics, but so many of them would be about, like, Giles and Cordelia or Giles and Anya. And I love them together, but I would never think of them romantically. Um, or sexually at all. But, like, I love them together because Giles is immediately annoyed order to either of them. And that's kind of how he is with Xander. Like, is it mm-hmm. Harsh Day of Light, Matthew, where he's. Or is it The Initiative, where the, him and Xander are staking out and they have the binoculars and Xander's just yapping and Giles is like, oh, shut up. Because I have that gif, but I don't remember what episode I think it's from.
1: Right. I think it's Initiative.
0: Is, right. Okay. So, like, I think Giles, Anthony Stewart head, works really well when he's annoyed. When he is utterly exasperated. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But also, Jason, say cheers. Cheers!
3: Jason, you're such an enabler. He is. I love you. Oh, Jason is the reason true.
0: I'm like
2: this. That's very
3: true.
1: All right, so after favorite outfit, we have favorite scene.
3: Ooh. Oh, okay. You guys go first.
0: Jason, I'll you start go. and
1: say okay. I I like the scenes between Willow and Parker.
0: Same. That honestly, that's exactly same. I love. For me, they the highlight of the episode because we don't get to see Willow do that a lot, especially in the earlier seasons. I mean, like season six and seven, you might expect it, but in season four, you don't. And to watch her do that, because he's giving like I would fall for that speech, like. I don't
3: know. You should uh, ties by that point, Ian. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll sit. And fuck off.
3: <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So, anyway, Jason, what do you? What's your favorite scene?
2: I would say Willow Parker because, it, but I'm I'm talking about the beginning, not when Willow is just like you are full of bullshit. I'm talking about like in the beginning when Parker is explaining casual sex. That I, I don't know. To me, it like makes sense, and like but that's not just I, I, to me it's just like that's not just from like guys aspect there's there's people of every gender yeah. that have that 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 view you know and that's fair so so because I, th- we discussed... I think i think that was really cool like even though it they make it seem like it's manipulative i think I, there I... are people of every yeah. gender that have that view yes so that um... was mine
0: I mean, right, Matthew? We discussed in the harsh day of light how like everyone's been the Parker or the Buffy. Oh, totally. Yeah.
1: Like it's not. That's kind of what makes it so juicy is that like you want to defend Buffy and you definitely have been ghosted and you want to like, Be like Fuck hate Parker, him. but also like Parker's point of view, even though he may actually like Par- Parker's point of view is kind of relatable. Yeah. And we've all done we've all done the ghosting as much as we hate to say that we have. Yeah,
0: we've all been like, oh yeah, I just had sex with them. Like, no big deal. Every
3: relationship drama Buffy's had previously was something she could literally punch. Yeah,
0: and, this and
3: is Parker is this kind of much more subtle social reality, and basically she gets the catharsis this this time around from clunking him over the head with a piece of wood. But oh, I like that. That's why Willow is like she feels the need to give him a talking to because she's like, "You're not angelus. You're a human being. Why are you acting this way?" Yeah, man, I never even thought about that way. I like that. Um, so, this, let me just say my favorite scene. Great. Yeah, tell us your favorite scene.
0: Um,
3: so, my favorite scene is when uh, Xander and Giles are just observing cave person Buffy in her room. on <laughs> <laughs> that fucking chair. It's just... Comedy got everybody there is doing the most. Like, Xander and Giles are so, like, utterly the with, clumped with the situation. And Sarah Michelle Gellar, when she, like, you know, spinning around and then falling over, and then she's like, she pushes the chair away as if the chair has hurt her. <laughs> and, and then she like, she's thumping her chest, like, Buffy, strong, Buffy, want beer i'm like oh my god this is like when my friends have tried to tell me phil you should like you know what that's your last drink you should probably get an uber home and i'm like <laughs> no. phil one <wants> jager bomb <laughs> that's it's, really I, it's I like that
2: i like that <laughs> the thing is a lot of the the caveman scenes have really brought me back to Drunk scenes in my life.
0: Yeah, like, they're me and Jason when we live together, and he's Buffy, because he's, like, super strong when he gets drunk. And I'm like, hey, Jason, why don't we do this thing? He's like, no! And then, like, pushes me, but doesn't realize he's super strong, and I'm, like, flying across the room.
3: was <laughs> like, <laughs> can I just say, I'm really drunk, and I'm on a spinny chair at my desk, and I am just literally spinning around while you guys are talking. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. So... Wait, are we there? No, wait, what else do we have? What, what do you guys think Dawn will be doing this season? Ooh. Oh. Well, this,
1: episode, this particular episode.
3: You know what? I bet that Dawn would show up for a surprise visit at the dorm, and she'd be like, oh, my God, you're hungover, only losers drink alcohol. Oh, yeah, that's accurate. And she'd be obnoxious and loud, and Buffy would want to smack her.
0: <laughs> oh,
3: Philip, I love the way you talk.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think personally, Dawn was practicing for her uh, best role. XOXO, xo, Gossip Girl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. I would think that if somehow like Dawn was involved, like maybe there's a way that Dawn gets involved in the fire somehow, and that drives Buffy to like wanna save her too, or something, or I don't know.
3: Oh but my I God. think would Dawn be there, like standing? <clears throat> willow and every time willow
0: makes a point dawn's just like
3: yeah well maybe like i
1: almost because they don't go to a bar they're at the coffee shop when the fire starts so maybe it's like willow's with dawn and like willow instead of talking about having sex with parker has to use like euphemisms because dawn's (laughs) there so she's like well when you and buff when you invited buffy to have cupcakes she didn't think that it would just be like have cupcakes once it would be like Cupcakes and friendship, and then maybe cupcakes multiple times, and you just cut Buffy off from cupcakes.
3: Oh my and... god, you are writing such like Weedonian dialogue there, Matthew. And then Dawn would be like, I love cupcakes, like, I have cupcakes all yeah. the time. And Willow would be like, No, honey, no. Right and Willow
1: would be like last night Buffy told me that she went out went out and had <laughs> cupcakes with four guys and and Don's like well sometimes when it's someone's birthday I have cupcakes with my entire class <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh my god All right So Oh my god this episode is so long you guys it's because we're so I know yep.
3: This is what happens when you get four drunk men together. I know, Jesus. Well, I can
1: tell you what happens when you get four drunk men together. Oh, (laughs) honey. uh, Oh, honey. Oh, honey. (laughs) honey.
0: All right, Jason, what do you grade the episode?
2: Um, You know, when I first watched it, I would say it was probably a D. But now I'm on B+. Wow.
1: Wow.
0: The straight went up. Yep. I'm going to
1: say B-minus.
0: Okay. Philip? No,
3: I'm the same. I think I'm going to say B-minus because it's so much better on a rewatch. It is. Especially when you think about kind of all the stuff that it's doing within what on the surface seems like a really silly story. So yeah, B-minus.
0: You know, I want to say the exact same thing because I think... This episode, I think of it as bad, but I think Double Meat Palace is still my least favorite episode. And I think this episode is at least fun. And I'm going to give it a straight... I'm a, sh- a straight B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a straight B. Um, because, yeah, that's what I think of it. Um, if we all do another drink before we end. because I'm I gonna have a bottle yeah. of
3: vodka waiting. i mean, waiting for someone to say cheers. Cheers. Oh. oh. <clears throat> <clears throat>
0: Cheers! Yeah. Ah. I have cheers to that microphone every time, guys. I'm so drunk and it's six. Oh my p.m. god! I have to Ian go. Ian, tell us now. where they
1: can follow people.
0: Oh yeah. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at slayerfestx ninety eight on Twitter. That's our podcast. And if you want to follow Matthew, you can follow him at. Matthew Rodriguez,
1: one T, a G, and a Z. If you want to follow Ian, you <laughs> can follow him at IanxCarlos, um, and make sure to like, subscribe to us, and like us on iTunes or rate us or review us or something. Only, Only if, if it's like us. four or five stars though. Yeah. If don't
2: not, then like one. don't bother. <laughs> Jason, up, Jason,
0: where can they
1: find you? Jason, where where can they follow you? <laughs> Jason.
2: Are we doing an alphabetical again? Um, Jason
3: Sully, J A S O N S U L L I, at Twitter. Philip. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Philip underscore Ellis. That's Philip with one L, Ellis with two. Look for the ginger man with the blue tick.
0: And he's so handsome. Oh very my god! Good. You guys,
3: thank you. <laughs> <I'm>, I know,
0: <laughs> guys. I want you all. I want y'all to know this was very hard to coordinate with two people in LA, one person in New Jersey, and one person in where the fuck are you from, Philip?
3: I'm in Birmingham in the United Kingdom. Birmingham. I didn't
0: want to just say UK because that's like too general. So this
3: is this is why basically uh, Matthew and Jason are drinking in like at what like. Lunchtime, and then uh ian's drinking in the middle of the afternoon just so that you guys could accommodate little me because at at the moment it's half past 11 at night here in the in the uk (laughs) so i really appreciate the effort that you guys have made thank you of
0: course we love both of you um and time to say goodbye time to say goodbye thank you so much for listening you can tune in every tuesday um I'm a little drunk. I don't have anything else to say. Wait! No, I don't think I have anything else no. to say. Right, Matthew? We're done? We're done. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you, Philip and Jason, for being on. I'm drunk. This is beer bad. You're all wonderful. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.